0: Good afternoon! Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. We are back with a kind of new format, new episode. We are still doing Leftovers from yesterday, which was Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear a bit from Dwayne and his story in our Testimony series, which is going to be great. But first, let's just dive straight in, shall we? Yeah. Great Sunday. Sounds good, yeah. It was a very good Sunday. Yeah, baptism, mm-hmm. worship, yes. teaching. I think I have got on Instagram, rowdy Sunday school. But I heard they were actually very well behaved yesterday and not so rowdy. As Rowdy as <laughs> last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, Beth, uh, take us through your sermon.
1: Oh, through my sermon? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we were looking at Pentecost Sunday and because of the baptism, um, I was kind of looking at... Um, the two baptisms, the water baptism but also the baptism in the Spirit and so how we need the water baptism which um, deals with our past but baptism in the Spirit um, is needed to um, deal with our future and to help us to walk in the holiness that God calls us to Um, and so really the challenge was um, like the 120 in in the upper room on that first Pentecost, are we Expectant, um, are we waiting to be filled with the Spirit and expecting that power and that presence to be with us, um, or are we just trying to walk out our Christian life by ourselves? Mm-hmm.
0: And um, what weren't you able to share? What what kind of had to take a take a side step? Well, side step.
1: Well, what I was thinking was it would be quite good to kind of just go back to basics on pneumatology. In pneumatology, yeah, pneumatology <laughs> in twenty minutes. Um, so I just thought it would be really good to just say well firstly who is the Holy Spirit
0: what is pneumatology
1: pneumatology being the Greek word pneuma meaning spirit so the study of the Spirit yes Um, so who is the Holy Spirit and how does the Holy Spirit help us just kind of laying in some foundations that um, I I wasn't able to go into yesterday because I thought the practical challenge was quite important But it is also very important that we know why we believe what we believe. Mm. Um, So I thought that would be a good thing to do.
0: Right, do it. Do you just wanna take us straight through?
1: Well, we can, you know, engage.
2: (laughs) And I I believe that that there was quite a lot of experience going on. Uh, We had a word brought forth Mm -hmm. and a number of people who responded. uh, There was lots of prayer afterwards, people asking. Uh, seeking, you know, not just hearing a, a good sermon that tickled their ears, but um, were challenged by the Word uh, and wanted to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the, uh, the reason why we come together, is to not just um, have a, a, an entertaining uh, morning, but to be challenged, to be encouraged, to be equipped, uh, to be supported, uh, to, you know, walk out this uh, this Christian life that we are called to uh, and the fact that, you know, the Holy Spirit is available for us, uh, that we don't have to do it in our own strength, uh, but, you know, being daily filled with the Holy Spirit uh, to, to do the works that Christ
0: has called us to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Beth, who is the Holy Spirit <laughs> and not what is the Holy Spirit?
1: Not what is the Holy Spirit. I think quite often... Um, it's easy for Christians to think, okay, I understand God as Father, I understand God as Son, because those are um, categories that we experience mm. and live out um, interrelationally daily. Yeah. daily. Um, we understand what it means to have a father or to be a father. We understand what it means to, to have a son or to be a son. Or, um, you know, I, I understand what it means to have a brother, but... Um, But sometimes the spirit can get a bit fuzzy Um, and lots of people kind of think of the Holy Spirit as being a force or an energy or something like that. But I think what's really important is that the Holy Spirit is God. Mm. He is part of the Godhead, part of the Trinity, co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Son, which means that he has a personality. He is a he not an it Mm, Um, and not a she either (laughs) he is a he Um, and so when you look at scripture I think this personality is quite evident I mean Jesus talks about how we can grieve the Holy Spirit how we can blaspheme the Holy Spirit Um, which if if the Holy Spirit is just an impersonal force how can you grieve something that isn't relational isn't personal it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense unless he is a person with, wh- with whom we can have a relationship. Okay. Um, so I think that's really important that he is um, a personal um, part of the Godhead. He can be distinguished from the Father and the Son, but they are of the same substance. Um, co-eternal, co-equal, which means that he is also worthy of glory and honour, mm. that we worship him as well. That he's not just, um, you know, a lesser part of of God. Like uh, that uh, could be possible. I remember
0: that being a question at Bible College. Like, who do we worship? Do you remember that? Um, or who do we pray to? Which one was it? It was one of the what, either who do we worship? Do we worship the Spirit? Do we worship Jesus? Do we worship the Father? And I always had a a problem with that question. It was probably to spark. I think that was yeah, that was yeah. thinking yes but yeah but I always remember that being quite a hot topic in the lectures and I don't understand why it was so hotly contested
1: yeah I think I think it's because when when we start to go into kind of tr- Trinitarian theology um, it can very easily become a bit confusing because yeah. <laughs> you know if God could be Fully understood, then he wouldn't be God. So, these kind of questions are to try and get you thinking. But if if the Holy Spirit is co-eternal, co-equal, part of the Godhead, um, then he is worthy of honor and and worship as well. Worship, yeah. Um,
2: Yes, I I, and 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 I don't know. I don't think that in our in our in our worship we have to distinct, you know, we have to differentiate between the three. We just, we worship God who is yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and so, uh, but yes, those questions are always thrown out to, mm. to, to challenge to, um, again, to uh, get us thinking about, you know, who God is and, mm. and how, uh, how has He dealt with us in the past, His people in the past, humanity in the past, but how is He also dealing with us today and how will he deal with us in the future. Yeah. If he is the same mm-hmm. then you know uh, each of our situations are different uh, so he uh, being faithful to who he is uh, will will make the right choice on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just our situations are different than situations past um, and, and, and so we want to, uh, to trust him uh, that uh, that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives that Christ has uh, redeemed us and the Holy Spirit is filling us has filled us is a deposit in our in our lives for um for this life mm.
1: yeah for the good works that God set before us yes as it says in ephesians and I think that's quite um, key in as much as we're not filled with the Spirit just for the sake of being filled with the Spirit I yeah. said this yesterday it's yeah. not an experience just for experience sake um, but what the Spirit always does is he redirects attention to Jesus mm. and so I think that's really really important um, in, in Ephesians chapter 2 it says in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. Mm -hmm. And so when we come together and we're filled with the spirit, it's not about us. It's not about the building, but it's about who is dwelling amongst us and um, pointing the attention to God, not to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, uh, Jesus says in John chapter 16 um that the holy spirit will not speak on his own he'll only speak of what he hears um, tell you what is to come and he'll glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you so this holy spirit again jesus says is coming to point us to jesus um and as we know jesus came to point us to the father and so this is you know you see this in the trinity that they're all pointing to each other that they're, they're brought together in this bond of love augustine calls the spirit the bond of love between the father and the son that they're pouring each other um, their love out for one another um, and as as we come to the church as the trinity is united in that bond of love we're united to christ in the bond of love of the spirit but also to one another in that bond of love um, and so being filled with the Spirit, John says in his first letter, doesn't he, that by this um, you, you, if you say you love the Father, if you say you love God, but you don't love your brother or sister, then you, the love of God isn't within you. Yeah. And so really, if we are to be a Spirit-filled church, we need that family love mm. to unite us, which is something that we've mm. been talking about throughout the book of 1 Peter, isn't it? Yeah. The need for that family unity and that love that unites and bonds us together um, which i think is really what the spirit has come to do to unite us with christ and as we're united in love with christ we'll be united in love with one another
0: and how does the holy spirit do that how does the holy spirit not just do that but help us in our in our journey with with the lord alongside the lord
1: um well i think firstly the holy spirit convicts us of sin Mm. So um, I think it's quite clear that before um, you come to Christ, your, your conscience is hardened, isn't it? But then when the Holy Spirit softens your heart, removes the heart of stone, gives you a heart of flesh, you become aware of sin in your life, mm. and it com- uh, he convicts us of our sin. Um, but I think in the passage that we read yesterday, Acts 2, um, there were kind of five effects that we can see in the believers lives that I think are also for our lives today <laughs> if you grab a Bible. <laughs> um, I'll just run through them quickly and then I can we can go into them in detail but I think um, the Spirit brings confidence to the lives of the believers, yep. the Spirit brings guidance in our lives, um, power, unity and purity. I think those are key things that the Holy Spirit brings Mm. so confidence um, in two ways confidence to speak
0: Mm.
1: in Acts 4 at the end of um, Acts 4 after Peter and James have been um, released after they've been Peter and John have been released um, they go back and they pray and after they prayed they're filled with the spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness Mm. and so he gives us the confidence to speak with boldness but he also gives us confidence in our identity. So you, you know you come across people who they're not sure um, as to... They don't know about the assurance of their salvation. Well, Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah. So we have confidence to speak, but we have confidence in who we are in Christ.
2: And it's very important um, that we, we are filled with the Spirit and know and, and have that assurance and, and read these scriptures and take them to heart because the enemy is so quick to come in and to question, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. are you really saved? If you're really saved, why did you commit that sin?
1: Yeah, and it's the first thing that um, Jesus encounters, isn't it, in his own um, temptation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, his dealings with Satan in the wilderness, his identity, are you really the son of God? That's yeah. the first thing that Satan attacks. And so if that's what he goes for first and foremost with Jesus, he's going to try and undermine yeah, our identity isn't he yeah um so the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god and um it uh talks about elsewhere in scripture about um how we've been given the spirit of adoption mm. um which again that's that's the holy spirit who has adopted us into the family of god yeah yeah um so yes, so, so that's the first thing that the Spirit, Spirit brings for believers. The second thing, guidance. You see this throughout the book of Acts, don't yes. you? Yeah. They don't know what to do next, so, um, and so they pray and the Spirit either closes doors, tells them not to go into Macedonia, or the Spirit opens doors. Yeah. Um, John Owen, but this is one of, one of your favourites, isn't he, Gwil?
0: Well, I've read half of his book on the Holy Spirit.
1: <laughs> Therefore, he is your favourite. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a really For slow the... <laughs> leader.
0: It's been about four years now.
1: <laughs> well, here's a quote from him. So John Owen, I think he was Puritan time, yeah. Puritan England. Um, he says, The Holy Spirit dwelling in us gives guidance and direction. Fundamentally, habitually, he enlightens our mind, gives us eyes, understanding, shines into us, translates us from darkness into marvellous light, whereby we are able to see our way, to know our path and to discern the things of God. And so scripture says, isn't it, your word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. And what he's saying is the Holy Spirit is kind of like the illumination so that we can see the the path um. You know, the Spirit speaks to us through the Word of God, doesn't mm, he? Yes. And so as he dwells in us, as we understand the Word of God, we can see the path set before us that God, God wants us to walk down.
2: Yeah, and I think that um, clearly demonstrated uh, in the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, this, this, this man who had uh, the law uh, and just memorized it and just, you know, knew it uh, in his intellect, uh, but it wasn't until he submitted and the Holy Spirit came upon him that the truth of the Scripture came to mind mm-hmm. and he was able to expound and, and explain to, uh, to those who had never, had never heard, but to those that had heard, but again their, uh, their intellect uh, was not allowing them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's more than just a, uh, just a head knowledge, you know, it is um, having that enlightenment from the Spirit
1: and to then be able to walk out and and in obedience and I think this is perhaps one of the areas in which Christians today are kind of it's a stumbling area isn't it lots of Christians today are constantly saying well I don't really know um, where God's taking me where God's leading me I don't know what he has for me Um, and we you know hear lots of particularly our generation. Lots of people having these experiences of the Mm. Holy Spirit, you know, the arm tingles, the warm fuzzies in worship, it feels good, but they don't have, um, they don't actually have this experience of how the Holy Spirit can guide them in their daily life and how um, they can walk after him in obedience, which is very different. And I think that was what I was really trying to highlight yesterday, Mm. is that it's not just a feeling on the inside, but it's actually practically, you don't have to feel a warm fuzzy from the Holy Spirit no. in, able, in order to be able to know his guidance and his direction.
2: And to walk in obedience. Yes. Uh, you know, certainly uh, um, the prophet, uh, the priest uh, Samuel told Saul, you know, it is better to obey than to sacrifice. Uh, you know, and just that obedience, even if we don't understand completely, uh, the Holy Spirit Uh, you know takes us to a scripture you know we are you know we are to you know to walk in it in Mm. obedience Uh, and that's not just randomly you know picking you know bits of the Bible but a daily reading you know studying the scripture regularly a regular time of being in the Word yeah uh, so that uh, the Holy Spirit can bring that to Mm. our minds and then we walk in obedience yes
1: yeah and then I think the next thing is power which from the day of pentecost is quite evident you know the power of um the power of god amongst those people as they declared the word of god and three thousand people were saved but alongside that at the very next chapter peter and john healing miracle and it's through that power that they're again able to preach to the crowds preach to the people
0: um
1: john chapter 14 jesus says i tell you whoever believes in me will do the works i've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And it's because he goes to the Father that he's able to send the Spirit. Yes. If he didn't go to the Father, he wouldn't have been able to send the Spirit. Mm, right. And so, so that, I think, shows the relationship between the power for miracles and the Spirit anointing and indwelling.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it goes on. So we've had... The Spirit brings confidence, guidance, power, and then he brings unity. Mm. And Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. So it's in that one Spirit, um, like I said yesterday, the individual flames of Um, tongues of fire above the heads of the people and yet it was when they were together unified in prayer as they were coming together continuously um, to pray for the same thing that the spirit came upon them and so it really does bring that unifying Mm. um, nature and like I said the spirit's pointing to Christ so as we're keeping our eyes fixed on Christ the author and the finisher of our faith then we are united because we're not thinking about Oh, well, I didn't like your coffee on Sunday. Uh, well, I didn't like the way you handed out communion last week. Oh, well, I didn't like your prayer two Sundays ago. we're We're focusing on um, the one who is, like I said, the author and the finisher yeah, yeah. of our faith. And so then we're united in the in the really important things rather than focusing on yes. those those things that don't matter.
2: The unity of purpose isn't it? We've come we come together to worship God, to give Him praise, glory, and honor, but then to receive instructions from Him by His Spirit. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's a unity of purpose. If, you know, some come for the warm fuzzies and others come for, uh, you know, the communion or, or, or the tea or coffee afterwards, you know, they're, they're not there for the right reasons. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be there, but, I'm, but I am saying you know, there should be a unity of purpose while we're gathering together. We gather together mm. uh, to worship the living God and to hear from Him.
1: To be the body of Christ. And to
2: be, yes. Yeah. And
1: then that has implications for going out. If we're unified as a body, then it, um, it means that mission becomes a lot more successful. Mm. When we're going out to proclaim the gospel yeah. in the power of the Spirit, yeah. if we're unified as a people, Um, What we find when when we're talking to people on the street is, oh, well, those other Christians say it's okay to live with my same-sex partner. Mm -hmm. Well, this other Christian says it's okay if I get an abortion. Well, that other Christian doesn't actually believe that the Bible is the word of God. And you see how that disunity damages the witness um, in the mission of God that we're called to, to make disciples of every nation, teaching them what Jesus taught us. Mm -hmm. But when we have that unity of purpose, like yes. you said, yeah. and unity in the body, it may, means that our witness is a lot more powerful yeah. and it can stand up to critique.
0: Yeah. These, these are all very clear <laughs> and concise. But what's our, our, after this last it's point- It's the second preach, gonna, isn't, uh, left <laughs> this isn't leftovers, this is preach <laughs> After this 2. last point, we're gonna, there'll be a short, tiny short clip, clip break in the video. To move into our next section but before that happens Beth what's the last thing and I think this is not the most important but the one that's often missed you spoke there of people saying well that Christian tells me I can live with my same-sex partner uh, that Christian tells me I can get abortion now this is this really touches on that what does yeah. the, the Holy Spirit bring?
1: Um, well my last point is that the Spirit brings purity and we're called to live a life of purity and, and that's what we see throughout the whole Of scripture in in the first five books the Torah um, the main message is be holy because Mm. I the Lord am holy but the whole point is that we can't do that in our own strength that it's not about keeping laws or about trying your hardest because no matter how much we try we can't and yet when the spirit is poured out the spirit of holiness the holy spirit he enables us to live the pure pure life that we're called to. Now, that mm. doesn't mean that we don't mess up, but it means we're on this journey called sanctification, Yeah. that we are becoming more Christ-like, mm. and that those sins that we committed when we were younger in our faith, they now repulse us, mm. and we wouldn't even go near them. We may still make mistakes, but we are on that path
0: yeah.
1: of becoming holy.
0: Yeah, when you think about, it's often, Holy Spirit's often brought forward in scripture as a fire isn't it and when yeah. you think of gold being purified it's not an instantaneous thing that gold needs to be in the fire for a long while for it to heat up for the dross go and different things
1: yeah burn away at different yeah. times mm. and exactly and and i think that's so key when the holy spirit comes on them in fire and wind the purifying fire the wind blowing away i don't know cobwebs and yeah. <laughs> you know Um, he is a a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Um, And yet he chooses us to be his dwelling place. And the spirit of God comes and dwells in us. And that means that we don't go on the Mm. way that we're living, but there is a real change that comes in our life. And so um, people often um, feel that the, um, the LGBTQ community are particularly attacked. That, oh, well, you just focus on it's not okay um, to, to go on living as a gay Christian, but what about other sins? Well, no, it's, it's all sins. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just those things that society are trying to say is okay, and um, the Bible, God says, is not okay. It's things like drunkenness, um, lust of any kind, regardless of who you're lusting after, yeah. um, anger, not just murder, but anger. Mm. And, and when you see Christians who are um, being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, Um, You really should see those gifts and the fruit of the spirit. Um, David Paulson talks about there's one fruit in the world, which um, apparently it's this rare phenomenon when you bite into it, it can taste like a banana. When you take another bite it can taste like a grapefruit. When you take another bite, it can taste like pineapple and it's got all these different flavors, but it's one fruit and he says that's what it should be like being a Christian. Yes, In the world around, you may find people just in general who are kind, who are gentle, who have Mm self-control. But only in Christians can you find the one fruit with all the flavors, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And that's what the Holy Spirit is producing in us as he burns away the dross, he's producing the fruit of the Spirit in us. Mm
0: Great, yeah. Thank you, Beth. Um, before we do move on to our next thing, is there anything you wanted to add from uh, y- yesterday or from this?
2: No. Well, um, just yesterday, I just, I just, I thought um, uh, when you said, you know, from the heart, our mouths speak, mm. uh, and you, know, and just one reason why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, is that from, uh, you know, from out of the abundance of our heart, our mouths speak, and to be full of the Holy Spirit, we'll be speaking His words. Mm. Uh, and just you know what a difference that would uh, be, especially t- you know taking in these uh, these five points that you've just made uh, mm. to be able to yeah. uh, you know to to live a life that is you know f- being full of the Spirit and walking in uh, in His ways uh, and speaking yeah. His words.
1: Well, and I think what's key about that is that in the Creed we say we believe in one Lord, the yeah. Holy Spirit is one Lord, the giver of life. And so if um, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouths are speaking and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we'll be speaking words of life, yeah. which in a culture, um, which is a culture of death that's around us, that will be something that's unique. Yes. And should, Hopeful. Yeah. Mm, yeah. We'll, we'll shine the light because we're speaking words of life because we have um, been filled with the giver of life. Yeah. Um, and so I think that will be something that draws people because they'll be attracted to life rather than death that's that's around them
0: great yeah and that's such a great place to to conclude our sermon leftover section we're going to take a short break it will be a second for you um but when we come back it will be me and Dwayne. we're going to explore Dwayne's life in depth (laughs) and um go into his 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 hopes for the future a little bit as well so uh, we'll see you in a second we're back just like that like I said for you that was a second the table disappeared Beth disappeared here we're We're back just me and Dwayne now Um, this section has really come off the back of your sermon a couple weeks ago now yeah I think it two or three um, where you took us through a a important moment of your life we'll get I'm sure we'll get to that in in a second but that really sparked questions from the congregation what's he on about what was that
2: yeah, those what's that didn't know me. Were, yeah, exactly. I, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, when um, when coming into the Bible, if we start in the New Testament, we're we're halfway through the story. Yeah, uh, and so really, I I, I I told a bit of a story uh, in the middle uh, of my life that uh, had no context, just uh, you know, just a picture.
0: Yeah, it'd be it'd be great to to hear your story. We've got a number of newer people in our congregation yes, yep. so it's important for, for them to know our church leaders and I thought this was one of the easiest ways to do it, save <laughs> you telling the same story 30 times. Um, so, to quote one of my favourite videos on the internet, I like your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> um, originally,
2: I was, uh, I was born in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, That uh, is uh, just north of Houston. Most people have heard of Houston, they Mm. will not have heard of Beaumont. Um, Shortly after I was born, uh, my dad moved back to his hometown, which is Texarkana, Arkansas. So we, uh, the next state over, the state of Arkansas. uh, And we were there for 13 years. Uh, And um, my grandfather had a dairy farm. Uh, and when he when he died he you know divided it among his children and gave a section uh, to the church uh, and the church built a you know built a building and there was a church there so uh, church for us was only a hundred meters away Mm. Uh, and so i grew up going to church uh, sometimes opening the church sometimes closing the church dad had keys we would uh, use those to to help Uh, keep everything cutting the grass Mm. all those things you know that you do when you're so close to uh, to the church
0: (laughs) cycle Uh, down check the alarm (laughs) Uh, well this is
2: pre-alarm come on Uh, what's your um,
0: what's your first memory of church
2: first memory of church uh, probably Sunday school uh, just being um, just you know uh, grew up Southern Baptist so there was always a, a Sunday school uh, and so getting to know people, building friendships or enemies um, because unfortunately both, you know, happen uh, in church. You, yeah. you have those that you gravitate towards and those that you, you know, just don't, don't so get much. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but just, I guess, uh, just sitting around a table uh, and just looking at Scripture and just reading the Scripture and just discussing uh, Scripture. You know, the Southern Baptists are very good at... You know the Word of God. You know, trying to get the Word of God mm. uh, into uh, each one who who came to Sunday school, and yeah. so I just remember uh, just constantly, you know, hearing the stories, reading the stories, discussing the stories through the Bible, uh, and um, and not only that, uh, for entertainment at home, um, we would do Bible charades, uh, charades, um, and uh, and so we would spend time. Now, now uh, I I. I'm one of five children so there were seven in, in, in the family uh, and so we would take turns acting out a story in the Bible and the rest of the family had to had to guess it. Sounds so, like something
0: that would be done nowadays in the Elkins household. Uh, <laughs> only only,
2: <laughs> only if certain people were there to play it.
0: So you, you grew up in a Christian household, you grew yeah. up going to church, you, you went to school, I know you were a keen athlete. Yeah. Um, so where where did the gospel really hit home? Where did you become a, a follower of Christ by your own account? Um,
2: when, I was, when I
0: was 11,
2: um, singing these hymns, uh, and I remember uh, the hymn we were singing, I'm a child of the king, I'm a child of the king. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it goes because I've not sung it in, in so long. Um, hint, hint. But I, I remember uh, just sitting there thinking, how can you be a Christian? How can, you, how can you sing this song mm-hmm. uh, when, you know, when you live the way you live? Okay, I'm 11, so you're, what have I done? Uh, you know, uh, there's some pretty girls. Uh, uh, disobey my parents, or lie to my parents, or not do what the, the Steal teachers... Steal the about from the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I did that once, and kind of, um, it was a big mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassment of having to take it back you know and pay mm-hmm. for it you know you don't even well, hold on a second i bought it can't i eat it as well no no nope. um but um you know going uh and and saying you know i i realize i'm not a child of the king uh and i want to be a child of the king and you know and just you know praying the prayer uh being dunked you know months later uh we're at a camp and um uh, you know, and, and it's it's like a weekend long camp that we're just out, you know, worshiping, hearing, you know, uh, scripture and and things like that, and just you feel that there's something going on, and uh, the youth pastor and the um, and and the pastor were there, uh, and kind of like Samuel and Eli, Eli saying, ah, I recognize. What's going on here? You hear the voice of God, but you mm. don't know the voice of God. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I, I, it was kind of like that. And they, they, they sensed that I would, you know, God was trying to say something to me, uh, and they had to help me to be able to hear what He was saying. Uh, and, um, and I believed He was calling me to preach, wow. uh, to be a, you know, to be a preacher. Uh, and, um, you know, and uh, Easter time, you know, so when I'm twelve. Uh, Easter, I, I preached my my first sermon, uh, and just um, you know, just thought you know, wow, this is this is amazing. Twelve year old, I'm going to take uh, you know Texas the, by storm. Well, I was still in Arkansas at this point, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but certainly take Texas, by storm. Uh, just really you know believing uh, God was uh, was speaking to us, using us. You know, we were mm. uh, seeing some some great things, uh, and and you know, the enemy comes in. Yeah, uh, and uh, and there was a, a breakdown in relationships within the church. Um, we we moved to Texas by this time, and uh, and there were people who wanted us to move out of the church. And uh, you know we weren't hundred a hundred meters away from the church anymore, so you know people wanted us gone. Um, and so people who were my friends one week wouldn't you know look at me the next week, and uh, and. Uh, and I'm scratching my head, going, "Hold on a second. You know, we, you know, we, we confessed our sins together. We mm. prayed together. We, you know, broke uh, bread together. Uh, and now you won't even talk to me. Mm. And and my friends at school, they didn't go to church. They didn't care, mm. you know. Uh, and it's like, yeah, come on, hang out with us. And it's like, how can, how can those who call themselves Christians you know, be my friends, my brethren?" not accept me and those who who aren't who we don't have that unity that you know we were just speaking to uh, with with Elizabeth about don't have that unity but are willing to accept me Mm. Uh, and you know and so I did like so many you know we we hear about and so many people who've come into church you know I was like forget this Mm. Uh, you know now uh, I was still living at home and my dad said as long as as long as you live under my roof you will go to my church and um, or to church with me not his church uh, and um, and so I you know started hanging out more and more with my with my school friends mm-hmm. uh, and would give lip service uh, at church yeah. uh, you know that um, you know, I'm, I, the reason why I talk so often about giving a mental assent um you know, compared to a full heart devotion is because I I did that yeah. uh, for years. I, I gave a, a, a verbal mental assent that God existed, mm-hmm. but you know, in actual fact, I didn't want anything to do with him because you know what I was having more fun uh, in the back roads at night uh, with my friends mm-hmm. uh, and the girls that we would pick up and hang out with. Uh, I started drinking uh, at the age of 14. Um, you know, and just, uh, high school, just, you know, most high school weekends just seems like a blur mm. uh, because it was just how much alcohol can I get in me uh, to forget about the pain of having to go home and, mm. you know, and, and be with my family and or, you know, go to church. You know, I, I, I uh, at one point, um, I had a guy in church that uh, said that he would go and buy me alcohol. So I handed him a a 20 and off he we went um, you know so it's like well hey you know if there's guys at, at church who will who will buy me alcohol then you know maybe church isn't it's gonna be so that bad, bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that bad um, but yes um, lots of um, you, you you mentioned sports uh, my dad uh, was, a, was a big influence uh, upon me Uh, Of course, I have four sisters. Uh, It was me and my dad. My dad worked most of the time, so it was really just me, uh, me against uh, my sisters. Um, But just wanted to follow in his steps and being a good athlete. Uh, He talked, you know, he I knew he uh, he was offered scholarships to to play American football. Um, He also said that um, he was scouted for uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, but uh, some uh, some accidents on that part, you know, kept it from him. He said he was too small to play the, in, in the NFL. Um, but I always said well, I will. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, my my good friend when I was very young. Um, he and I would be uh, Roger Staubach and Drew Pearson of the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, he was the quarterback. I was the receiver, uh, and just you know, just go from. Uh, one game to the next and just uh, I was a nobody. I wasn't you know our, our, we weren't a big name in the town or anything like that uh, and and yet people began to realize, oh hold on a second, he's quite athletic. okay he's he's been on this other bad team, but how can we get him on our team? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I remember that um, you, know, you know before moving to Texas we were playing this team and you know and they were really talking up, Uh, this this team and these guys uh, and um, You know and we we almost beat them, you know, we're a nothing team Uh, and uh, In the next year, I'm on that team because the coach, you know, was so impressed uh, with my play Uh, and and it just seemed it seemed like I didn't I didn't I, I I, I gave it my all I tried my hardest But it always seemed like I was never good enough and then I would be put in these positions or someone would come in uh, and ask me to to do this or that uh, and um, and I just I just did it I mean mm-hmm. I remember um, once we moved to, to Texas I'd picked up running again this is you know before the drinking just a way of trying to cope with everything as a uh, as the only boy in a in a house of four sisters uh, just get out and run um, and the coach one day said, you know, because he was away, and 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 we as uh, as the athletic team, you know, played around um, for our punishment. Everybody runs a five-minute mile. If you don't run a five-minute mile, you're running a mile again. And um, so, okay, he said, run a five-minute mile. I'll try to pace it out. And uh, and I crossed the finish line. And um, uh, and. And he's desperately trying to keep a straight face. Uh, he says, Elkins, come here. Uh, and, and he shows me the stopwatch and it's right at five minutes uh, and, and, and he's just like going, you aren't supposed to be able to do that. Nobody's supposed to be able to do that. Uh, but, you know, by this time I, you know, I wasn't even thinking, well, you told me to do it, so I, you know, I did it. Um, you know, it wasn't until um, I'm 17, so you know, three years later, uh, I've quit running. I'm 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 drinking now, so I, I need an easier sport. So I'm pole vaulting instead. <laughs> course, <Cool. laughs> What else? Um, uh, you know, I'm 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 pole vaulting, and uh, and and the guy who's a year older than me, he's been placing in track and field, um, uh, and uh, and the coaches. You know shouting come on come on come on, you know, and he, he gets across and you know and the and the coaches You know celebrating and everything He's like hey coach. What's going on? You know, you know, what's 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 uh, what's Vincent done? Uh, and um, he said hey, he finally broke a five-minute mile. And I was like, oh And he says, like, what's that all about? And I was like, oh, well coach so-and-so uh, Told me to run a five-minute mile when you know, I was in middle school uh, and I did uh, you know and he's like that was you, so he had heard about it, but he didn't know who it was. Mm. Uh, and so I just, you know, s- you know, slipped through the net again, yeah. you know, for three years without, you know, because I just, in my mind, um, just trying to keep a, a low profile mm. because um, any attention um, was typically bad attention. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I did the usual. Um, trying to be the Joker, trying to be the the class clown, and everything is like, and I do that as long as they didn't tell my dad.
0: Yeah. So you're at this point, you're an athlete with promise. People are starting to uh, notice your your exploits, your 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 ability, yeah. or your promise and ability. Uh, what is the moment that I think you know? I'm getting at, but what is the moment that changed that radically? Um. this this is this is what you shared on the sunday yeah
2: yeah um so i'm you know three years three years drinking three and a half years drinking pretty heavily uh spoken to two universities about playing american football for them uh one of them being the same university that my dad um, uh, was at my dad i went with my dad to the university uh, one weekend when they honored him putting a picture of him uh, on their wall of fame uh, that was you know how good my dad was mm. uh, and so I spoke to the the coaches about me playing there and um, and they were they were interested um, not so much in my size but on my stats mm. uh, and again I'm not you know not a big guy you know but and yet my numbers you know defied uh, that and that's why uh, another university was, was also asked you, know, talking to me about playing for them. And I remember a friend of mine came in uh, to town, asked me to, to come over. We were going to, you know, drink some uh, some alcohol and watch some movies. <clears throat> and you know that was the plan for the night. Uh, and I was thinking, all right, pole vaulting season is in a couple of weeks. This will be my last, this will be my last party until I've secured scholarship uh, to university, we're either playing American football or pole vaulting. Um, and um, um, went, to, went to my friends uh, and come to find out his little brother didn't go off with his parents. His little brother invited lots of friends over. So there were lots of people coming and going. Uh, and, um, and of course, the more you drink you know, the less you know what's going on. I remember uh, we jumped in the car with, you know, with some girls and went off to one, another party, came back, and there's more girls. Uh, we jumped in the car with them. And I remember uh, the last thing I remember for nine days is uh, a friend of mine comes in and she, you know, slaps me on the chest. Hi, Dwayne. Uh, and walks past, and her friend who's with her, um, hooks up with me uh, and my friend says "Oi, let's you know let's get out of here with these two uh, you know I want to uh, I want to be with the first girl you've clearly got the second girl let's go uh, and I remember walking through the door frame through the doorway um, and waking up nine days later um, uh, we had uh, we'd been in a car crash um, I we I found out I don't remember anything uh, except um, the nurse asking um, you know me a question you know nine days later mm-hmm. um, and um, and it was it was probably I probably cried more uh, once I got home uh, than I've ever cried in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, because I had had started drinking beer the last, you know, in the last month. I I, I originally was just a whiskey man, bourbon, um, and started drinking beer and started gaining weight. And I was like, oh, so this is how you gain weight. (laughs) I didn't weigh very much. Uh, And all of a sudden I was putting on, I was putting on some pounds Uh, and uh, and I get home and before the car crash, I was 11 stone. That's roughly 154 pounds. Um, by the you know nine days later, I was probably uh, a you know maybe 10 stone. Uh, so that you know that's 140 pounds. Um, so I've just I looked emaciated. Uh, my head. Uh, was, was, was bigger than my shoulders, you know. You know, when people talked about you know me having an ego and a big head and everything, but you know, physically, I had a, I had this huge head of just all the uh, all this swelling in my uh, in my head. Um, I had a broken neck. Uh, I had a broken nose. My my jaw, uh, my cheekbone had broken. And my when my mom saw me in the in the in the hospital. Uh, my eye was right there by my by my lips. Uh, and she said no that's not my son uh, and so here I was they would fixed me up uh, and, um, and I'm looking at myself and I'm just going what do you, what have you done what have you done you're an absolute idiot um, um, but I didn't blame anybody else
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know I'm 17 years old I chose uh, to be drinking I chose to get into that car, and one of the things that I always told my friends, you know, we always had a designated driver. Mm. I said, but when you're drunk, you don't know who's sober. Yeah. Uh, And so, um, come to find out, uh, the one who was driving didn't want to drive anymore. They wanted to start drinking, and somebody else who had been drinking uh, since early evening, Took the keys, uh, and um, uh, it was a very cloud, uh, very foggy night, uh, and um, uh, and we came into a very sharp S bend, uh, and um, we didn't make it. We didn't make that S bend.
0: So you you've experienced a, a tragic moment in your life. Where does where does God step in and redeem that? I know we're fast um, forwarding. Yeah, a little bit yeah, again, yeah.
2: We're. Um, probably uh, a month later probably end of january um, um in, end of january 1990 i'm uh, i'm not really sleeping i'm in pain i feel like um i'm i deserve all this so you know i had a a, a thing of of narcotics to you know to take the pain away but i wouldn't take them uh, you know i just thought i was uh, I just had to deal with it, you know, I didn't need, uh, I shouldn't be given, you know, narcotics to deal with this, I just, you know, I deserved it. Mm. And um, uh, the doctor kept saying, you know, Duane, you have to, you have to go to sleep uh, at night, you, you know, you can't stay up all night and then, you know, fall asleep, you know, as, as everyone's going about their days, you know, your, your, your body clock is getting out of whack, uh, you need to eat something. Uh, I wasn't eating because uh, I realized when, when, when I broke my nose that um, it, it um, killed a lot of the, the nerves or the hairs that you know, enabled me to smell and so I couldn't taste. Uh, and so you know, not only did I, I lose a lot of weight you know, coming out of hospital, but afterwards I, I just quit eating you know, and just got even smaller and skinnier and, uh, and I couldn't fight off the pain and, and things like this and wasn't sleeping. Uh, and I just decided one night hey look there's the shotgun you know life's not worth it you know the pain the you know not tasting food there's nothing to live for I'm not you know in school I've not you know I've embarrassed my my family my school myself Uh, you know just you know so I pulled the shotgun off the off the off the wall um, grabbed a shell stuck it in and you know as I was saying on Sunday I was at the edge of my bed with the shotgun under my, under my chin and I'm going I'm worried about people messing up you know what's the best way to uh, to make sure that I can get the trigger that it blows my head off is it going to be my using my thumb or my one of my fingers or do I use a toe how do I make sure that this is uh, that this is going to end it in a voice that I've not heard since I was 11, said, I did not save you for you to end it like this. Mm -hmm. Pardon me? Excuse me? What? You know, just all those disrespectful, arrogant, you know, ways of, of questioning someone what do you mean you didn't save me you call this saving me I'm in pain I can't sleep I can't taste I'm skinny I you know blah 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 just having a go how dare you say you saved me but there was no reply and God knowing how I made wanted to know what he meant before I finished this act. So I took the shell out, put the gun back, and waited till I could fall asleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so all this time I've not asked about about the wreck. I wouldn't ask questions I didn't want to know. There people wanted, you know, coming by wanting to show me pictures, don't want to see pictures, I, you know, just how I was doing with it. And so I went and said, Tell me what happened. Hmm. When my friend went into that S-Bend, um, the car that was coming by was another friend of mine, and he said, uh, he heard um, the car hit the curb he said, but it wasn't brakes, he hit the accelerator. So the only thing that saved um, the couple whose, whose garden that we went through was a tree right in front of their bedroom window. And that's what stopped us. Uh, the, the car uh, knocked you know, several trees down, damaged some others and just was wedged uh, into uh, this tree. Uh, the, the police told my parents that you know, it was a little sports car. There's not a whole lot of room um, and they told my parents the automatic transmission because most people don't drive stick shifts the automatic transmission came out of the floorboard and was in the back seat where everyone else in the car said that I had been and I was in the front floorboard where the transmission had come out and the police told my parents, there's not enough room in that, in that car for them to pass mm. without it going through Dwayne. So there's, we can't explain how he got to the front seat and the transmission got to the back seat mm. without it killing him. Um, now, my friends, when they pulled me out of the car, thought I was dead. Hmm. Um and, uh, and it wasn't until they dropped me on the, on, the, on the ground that I started making noises. Um, we get we get to hospital um, and everyone's being you know taken care of. you know, all my friends uh, are, are now at the hospital. They're you know not at the parties anymore. And um, where's Dwayne's parents? How long have we been here? You know, time's getting on. What's you know? Where's Dwayne's parents? And so one of my friends went and called, uh, and my dad answered the phone and said, um, "Hello." He said, "Why aren't you at the hospital? Dwayne's been in a car accident." And my dad said, "No, he hasn't. You know, he's supposed to be staying you know with uh, with his friend." He said, "No, he was in a car accident. You need to get down here." Um, and so he, so my dad calls my older sisters who uh, you know aren't in the in the house anymore. Um, and um, I don't I don't know if one of them looked after the two younger sisters or if they both went to the hospital as well um, but the doctor on call recognized my oldest sister and you know, what are you doing here at this time of, time of the morning uh, and she said well my brother was in the car accident and he's like which one's your brother and she told him who I was and he pulled her to the side and said all right you need to prepare your parents Because I do not believe your your brother will make it till dawn mm. There is so much head trauma That I just don't see him making it if he does live past, you know tomorrow
0: He'll be a vegetable
2: mm. So that explains everything doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that
0: um, But again in that moment God's hand was clearly upon you. Yeah uh, in that in that time He clearly had, had plans for you still does today um, Fast-forwarding a number of years now. Right. So I believe in in ninety two, you visit a different country. Is that right? No, it was
2: ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, you want to hear that story, do you? Well, my next well, question. You, I was is going to say, do you, you want to hear? You want to? Do you? Okay. Let me let me tell you. Um, we haven't got that long left. We're okay. Almost, all right.
0: We're past an hour. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, there's a lot That's of things okay. that have happened.
2: Um, I tried I tried religion I, I you know once I realized okay God saved me physically he saved me you know I, I went back to that time of when I was 11 12 uh, and you know and and made a you know I, I God, I want to recommit my life to you uh, and I just threw myself into religion uh, and uh, and it was just it was just works it was just trying to do right trying you know uh, be right and and be a good christian and uh, a year later i'm drinking again Mm. because religion just wasn't working Uh, and so i'm drinking for uh, a year when i'm in another car accident Mm. Uh, and um, this time again uh, i was drinking i'm not 21 Uh, you have to be 21 to to access alcohol in texas Um, So, I'm not 21, I've been drinking, I'm behind the wheel, and I'm in a car accident. And I've got a temper, and I jump out, and I'm yelling and screaming, and God says, through His Spirit, one more time, are you without fault? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get off that street fast enough. I went back, uh, I was in San Antonio, I went back to my hotel room, just got on my face and said, this ain't working. I can't do this. I, you know, I, I tried it for a year. It just is not working. And, um, I was, uh, I was dating this, uh, this lady that, um, uh, was a, uh, a born-again spirit-filled believer. And she said, why don't you come to church with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and I went into uh, my first charismatic, spirit-filled uh, service, and I was just like, "This is what I've imagined Christianity to be like."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the preacher said, "You've there's someone here that has always believed that God had it in for you. It's like a like your father." God wants a relationship with you. And I was just like, that's me. Mm -hmm. You know, all those years that just petrified of my dad of finding out and and him, you know, physically hitting me. That's what I thought God was always going to do, to know that God wanted a relationship with me. I want to know more about this. Uh, And uh, and from there, you know being filled with the spirit and and and, and you know and growing and uh, as we said getting rid of the old uh, you know and, and allowing God to bring forth a, a new and 1994 uh, I was at University so I'm, I'm moving it on for you uh, 94 I'm, I'm at University uh, and uh, we're in this Christian Union uh, that the guy just the guy that's heading it up just there was several of us that were just you know we were doing our evangelism and he would just come in and just cut across the way we were doing evangelism upset our friends to where they would never talk to us and he was going well I just I just have to do this was like yeah but you're you're we're evangelizing to our friends and now we don't have friends to evangelize to because you've chased them off Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were praying God what do we do Uh, and we have you know five five contacts in England, mm. uh, and just we we ask, well, do you think God is you know calling us to England? Uh, and so we said, well, let's let's see. What so we church? wrote so we wrote letters to these five contacts in England, uh, and um, uh, and this American uh, who was living in Lakenham, uh, he he wrote back said, yeah, my church said come on, and um, and so. Uh, one of my friends didn't even buy a ticket, didn't get a passport. The other one got a passport, bought a ticket, uh, and then disappeared two days before we were to fly. Uh, and um, and and there I am at Austin International Airport, uh, and and my mom is going, "You don't have to go. You know, you you can you can hey you know hang back just like the other guys have." And I I said to my mom, mom, "If I have heard from God." How can I not go? Mm, yeah, uh, and so I came, not knowing where I was going, um, and um, uh, my friend said, "Ah, oh, I think." I, I think you're supposed to go to Nor something in 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 some county that kind of sounds like Nor.
0: Nor something in uh, Nor something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so I go to you know to um um to the information desk and I say, is there a Nor something in Nor some county in Nor or something? Uh, and we took a chance on Norwich in Norfolk, <laughs> uh, and I, um, I I bought a ticket and came to Norwich. Uh, and, and had this number and kept calling and no one was answering the phone and was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll um, book a hotel room and if it doesn't, if this isn't the right place, then you know, I'll go back and, and fly home and um, The next morning, I, uh, I called this number. Oh, we've been looking for you. You know, um, you're not actually going to be, it was the American uh, in Lakenham And you're not going to be staying with us, but you're going to be staying, staying with the uh, church leader and his wife uh, They've got uh, extra rooms uh, and, um, and where are you? We'll, we'll come and pick you up. And um, I'm sitting in the George Hotel waiting uh, and, uh, and in walks um, you know, my future mother-in-law, little did I know, and uh, and, um, and I stand up and she goes, oh, you must be Duane, and just comes over and just gives me this, you know, this big old hug. Uh, and it's like, oh wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, and you know, I said, but these, you know, these Europeans—they are a bit different to the Texans. Uh, and uh, and off we go. Uh, and, um, and and so uh, they been, t- you know, she'd been, uh, Dorian had been talking to Claire, Claire, her daughter, living and working in London. Uh, Claire had been um, in California, so she didn't like Americans or anything American. Uh, and you go to
0: California. That's the result, really.
2: That, isn't it? Well, yeah. From, from England, <laughs> I can understand that. Um, well, from Texas, I can understand that. Uh, maybe that's why all the Californians are moving to Texas. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, her grandmother was uh, Claire's grandmother. Uh, lived in the in the same house with Claire's parents, where I was staying. Uh, and um, her 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 grandmother uh, was making her best friend a, a bride uh, a bridal gown dress. Uh, and making Claire a bridesmaid's dress and so they needed to have a fitting so they decided they were going to come and kick the dirty American out Uh, and um, and well yes that was that was interesting didn't go Um, so well (laughs) it didn't it didn't go according to their plan Uh, I (laughs) um, I just did what I usually do and just you know went about my things you know met her and uh, and just, oh, yeah. You know, she's, you know, she's a very, very beautiful girl. And um, she's uh, in London, and you know, and my heart's in Texas. I'm, I'm only here for a few months, and and I'll be back, uh, back home. And uh, uh, the uh, the Monday came, and um, uh, and during uh, during I'm, I'm having a, a bath, getting ready for work on Monday, and and. And Dorian's like, Dwayne, um, Claire wants to ask you something. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and so I, I get the phone uh, and, and Claire, you know, invites me to, uh, to go and see Paris with her. Uh, she has, uh, you know, tickets to go to Paris and um, we, uh, um, the next, for the next weekend. So the next weekend I, I head down to London, uh, but the ticket's not in my name, so they won't let me travel. So we end up uh, walking around London and almost Paris. uh, Paris. Um, There's a link, isn't there? The Eurotunnel. There is, yeah, yeah, a train. Um, And she had broken up with her boyfriend uh, on the on the Sunday when she got back from from Norwich. She she went over and broke up with her her boyfriend, uh, and. uh, during the week, he asked if he could take her out uh, on the Saturday night to just, you know, to see if they really are done. Uh, and so I, we walked around London on the Saturday, and um, she went out to have a have a, a meal and discuss their future, uh, and came back, and she said there is no future. So we went to um, went to get a you know to have a drink just to say oh well you know here's to you know the rest of uh, rest of your life. Um, and um, and she kissed me and I was just like whoa hold on a second um, you know that's <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not here for the week you know I'm not here for a fling I'm not here for a one-night stand I'm not here for anything like that um, you know I've, I've decided in my heart um, you know the next the next you know uh, woman you know that I kiss will be my wife mm. and she looked at me and she said okay and I said so you'll be my so you'll marry me Uh, and she went yeah (laughs) if you'll marry me I'll kiss you (laughs) Uh, and so I I, you know I kissed her Uh, and that's that's two weeks into the the
0: knowledge of each other's existence yeah so we've known
2: you know so we've known each other you know we've met each other you know in in really a week Mm. Uh, so uh, you know uh, a week later uh, we decided uh, and and just wanting um, to, you know, to to just believe. You know, well, hold on a second. If all of this that's happened was just to get me here, you know, to you know, to meet to meet Claire, uh, you know, God, mm. uh, God has His ways.
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're going to skip over another few years, right? Okay. To what you've spent a couple years in in Texas. Yeah, we're Your we're firstborn yes. is is. is Elizabeth, Born. she's Texan. Yeah. Yeah, and you're back in Norwich. Back so in Norwich. Just tell me what, very briefly, what brought you back to Norwich.
2: We, um, we believed when we went back, to, when we went to Texas for me to finish my degree, uh, university. Uh, the plan was to come back and be part of the church here, okay. uh, and so. Um, as we you know we there for three years uh, getting involved in the church there and and our friends uh, and we began to ask you know a couple of our friends to pray with us you know because we're thinking about you know the timing of coming back to England uh, and um, uh, and they had a prophetic presbytery come through uh, and we we weren't in leadership so we weren't in the leadership section you know they were their their hope was to have you know uh, prophetic words for those in leadership we weren't in leadership uh, and yet we were pulled out Uh, and um, um, and one of them said um, I see change all around you a new house a new a new job Uh, go back to the the house God said it's going to be a house with a view uh, and, and you're not to ask me how you're going to provide for it, I will provide. Mm. Um, and uh, the, other, the other guy doing the presbytery uh, said, are you members here? Yes, yes. He said, um, just really believe God's saying you need to really dig in for a season. Uh, really press in for a season. And that, and that was it so you know uh, so you know some of our friends who were there were going oh, well this confirms you're not supposed to move you know because you have to you have to be joined in here and, and you know and uh, and the church leader asked you know to meet with us and, and we talked we prayed and I said well you know my understanding of that is that a season is three months And three months will be December and that's you know kind of where I was believing that you know God was going to move us back to uh, to Norwich mm. uh, and the church leader said, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah I, I witnessed to that. Uh, and so we came and uh, I hand out CV after CV after CV, month after month, uh, and it comes to uh, the end of March. And uh, we're at McDonald's and, um, and they've got a, you know, a help wanted sign up and Claire says, you need to apply here. What? no not at mcdonald's you know oh, all oh my life. yeah i've got a uni. <laughs> this is the, our worst nightmare going off to university okay. getting a degree and having to work at mcdonald's um and um i said no i've got i've got three more cvs that i'm waiting to hear from mm. you know let me uh you know let me you know, make it to the end of the week if there's nothing at the end of the week i'll come back and apply uh, and of course i didn't hear anything back i applied they offered me a job immediately uh, and so there I was uh, at uh, 27 years old flipping burgers for the first time at McDonald's and uh, that goes on until um, until December when we are offered a flat in Cathedral Close and uh, December fourth, 1999 uh, we moved in for the first night, it's snowing, uh, we've we're got the cathedral and you know, outside our, our lounge windows, uh, it's all lit up and the snow is just coming down. And the word that God spoke to us you know, um, a year and a bit earlier, two years earlier, um, a house with a view mm-hmm. uh, was given to us. And, and of course, a month later, uh, I'm heading off to open up McDonald's because now I've got you know, responsibilities of opening up the kitchen. And, and I'm praying, you know, God, I know I just read, you know, um, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I said, God, I, I know you've given us this view and I, I know part of the word said to not worry about how I'm um, to pay for it. You, you're going to provide. God, I make just enough to cover rent and nothing else. I'm going to trust you. My word this morning was to trust you with all my heart. At the end of the day, I had a new job. I didn't know how I had it, but it was paying me three times what I was making Mm. at McDonald's. Uh, And so we've just just got confirmation of this is where he wanted us to be.
0: Jumping forward another few years. Right. You've taken control of the church. It's control. You've taken over leadership of the church. Yes. uh, Both you and Claire. Um, we won't go too much into that. If you want to know more, you can ask him. But we're looking now into the future. What is your hope for Lakenham? Very briefly.
2: Uh, hope for Lakenham is that um, Lakenham you know, comes to Christ. That This is a, you know, one of the things that uh, when we took over the church you know, 15 plus years ago, uh, our desire was that Lakenham be an area of Norwich that people wanted to get to. Mm. Uh, we've seen the, the schools do really well. Uh, we've seen crime rate go down. Uh, we've seen house prices uh, you know, go up in Lakenham because it is an area, it is a safe area. It is a, uh, an area that is, is growing. You know, There's businesses you know, being built and, and started here in, in Lakenham. Our desire uh, is, that, um, is that the church is at the forefront of that increase, of that growth, of that development, mm. uh, especially um, you know the the spiritual growth um, that um, you know that is that people are longing for uh, in this area. Mm. And so our desire is that um, the church, God's church, uh, is uh, is increasing and growing and seeing many saved and coming, uh, you know, being filled with the Spirit and living the life that God has called them to live. Mm.
0: Amen. Well thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. Um, I, I hope you've enjoyed hearing a bit of Dwayne's testimony. There are a few gaps there that we needed to make, but do catch him if you want to fill in those gaps. Join us next yes, join us next week for the next testimony and the next episode of The Leftovers. Thank you so much. Thank you.